Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being is a non-profit Homestuck fan analysis podcast and is not affiliated with Andrew Hussey or any of Homestuck's official entities. Please remember to support the release of its books and merchandise whenever possible. Feel free to read along with us. If you have epilepsy or any other light-sensitive disabilities or disorders, we suggest you stick to the audio. We have free audio transcriptions for this podcast linked in the episode description if you wish to read instead of listen. Both Elizabeths are trained writers and editors, so we're going to have some opinions about the construction of the story. These opinions may be different from yours, but we're not attacking the comic, just offering suggestions. This show is not safe for work, and if you're a minor, we ask that you wait to listen until you are old enough to be shipped off of Alternia to serve her imperious condescension. It's time to go to hell. Hi, and welcome to Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being, a Homestuck fan cast in the year of our Lord 2021. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm also Elizabeth. And Elizabeth, you, for like the first episode of this podcast, you are so natural at that intro. I'm very impressed. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I've really been practicing just saying that one line over and over. And I can't believe it took us until like 2021 to do a podcast together. I've been wanting to do one since like 2019. Right. It's it's taken us so long. We've been we've been talking about it so much and mm-hmm. we thought about maybe starting at the beginning of Homestuck, but <sighs> I feel like the best way to read Homestuck is to skip to the trolls. Not just skip to the trolls. Skip to just after page 3000. Just after page 3000. That's a good, a good round number. And you can jump right in there and know completely what's going on with no questions whatsoever. Forget skipping the intermission, folks. Just skip the introduction of 16 separate characters. Not to mention so many concepts and- Okay, wait, no, it's more than 16 separate characters because what about, you know, the the mayor and- Oh, the exiles. Yeah, the exiles. See, oh man, we should have started from the beginning. Fuck it, let's just- let's just- okay, so a boy stands alone in his bedroom. No, no, no. Today- No, we can skip- we can skip that part. We can skip, like, the first couple pages, I feel- Did I ever tell you that there was a fan theory when X6 was going around where because like the first line is John being like a boy stands alone in his bedroom, they thought that he would be like the only survivor. Huh. And I believed it for a while. No, that's that's fair. The thing about Homestuck theories is really any of them could have been true. My favorite. We haven't gotten to this part, but my favorite Homestuck theory yeah. There's this one post on Tumblr, it's, it's been circulating around for a while, but there's this one post on Tumblr, and it is, like, someone being like, oh my god, did Terezi steal Jade's shoes? And then there's this, like, paragraph rant about, like, how dumb it is that you would think that Terezi would steal Jade's shoes <laughs> just because they're sparkly and red. And then the next fucking thing is just like, um, are those Jade's shoes? Yeah, I stole them. Like, it's <laughs> my favorite. 
hide. Oh, right. We have to fucking talk about Homestuck. Yeah. Which I suppose we were doing, but not in, like, the linear way. I mean, look how sane and linear we are being. Is a Homestuck fan cast in the year of our Lord 2021, where we talk about Homestuck in completely the wrong order and with entirely too many dumbass tangents. Yes. The only kind of tangent I know. Speaking of dumbass tangents, okay, so Elizabeth, I have to apologize to you. You you do? Uh, what, what, what for? I do apologize to you because I realized that forcing you to read Homestuck with me takes away one of your best assets that you own as a human, and that is not knowing what Homestuck is or reading it. Because I I, I have to, I have to say this because like I've been wanting to say like this story on the podcast, but we haven't been doing the podcast, of course, and we've never done a podcast before. Uh-huh. I was talking to my girlfriend and I I was like, oh yeah, well my my friend and I we you know we're doing this Homestuck fan cast. And she's like, I tried reading Homestuck back in the day, and it was too pretentious for me, so I stopped. And I looked at her and I said, honey, that is the sexiest thing you could ever say to me. (laughs) So I'm sorry that I'm taking that away from you as a human. You no longer have that trait. I've lost all the sex appeal of being someone who doesn't know what Homestuck is and who has never read it. Baby, I don't know what a car cat is. <laughs> My roommate also knows nothing about Homestuck and insists on keeping it that way, except when I have him trapped in the car on like a long car trip and I just talk at him about it. Uh, he always likes to prove this by referring to the singular person of Dave Carcat. I think I've I've mentioned this before, but if I have, I guess that's pretty impressive because it's been a year and he's held on. Well, John Carcat is an actual person that lives on this earth somewhere, and I am so sorry to them, and I do want to find their parents and hunt them for sport. (laughs) Poor kid. Why would you name a child John Carcat? No, 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 listen. Listen. So I'm not saying it's the child's fault. I'm saying, what the fuck? That's like naming your child Cersei. No, no, no. I I agree, but also it the, uh, my knowing about Homestuck. I I do not blame you for this. If you will remember, the reason, the whole reason we decided to do this podcast was that I was repeatedly making Homestuck references without realizing it. It keeps happening. <laughs> exactly. It, it's better to know. It's. It's better to go through life with both eyes open. Is it? <laughs> um, I'll give you my take on that when I've read the whole thing. So we did start reading Homestuck on page 3035. Yes. I, I assume you know exactly who these characters are. Yes, all of the information was beamed into my brain. By the 5G waves? The 5G coronavirus waves got into your brain and told you about Homestuck. See, they didn't give me coronavirus, but they did give me a Homestuck virus. Is that in poor taste? It's been a fucking year. I literally, tomorrow, hey, tomorrow is the one year anniversary of when I was last inside a grocery store. (laughs) So I feel like. 
making that joke. It's, it's fine. I feel like everyone can cope with it how they wish. Except for not wearing a mask, wear your fucking masks or else I will hunt you for sport. And I've said that twice in an episode already. Yay! <laughs> You're making a list for your hunting expedition. Anyway, can I have your opinion on the little salamanders that just say knack, knack, knack? They sure do exist. The, the, okay, wait. Are they salamanders or are they like... I don't actually know what they are. Because, crocodiles? Yeah, they look more like crocodiles or something because... I know John has the salamanders. Right, John has the salamanders because he has the one who is his daughter and then who Rose stole? Question mark? Oh, yeah. You know, in 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 exchange for in exchange for vodka mutini. Carcat thinks they should be married anyway. So is it really stealing when you're just taking the kids out for a weekend stroll? Your shared children. I I think uh, under plausible deniability, I am not going to answer that. I don't think the knack-knack reptilian beings are the most important part of this reading session because. People said some stuff, people did some stuff, other people were uh, upset by it in completely understandable ways. I don't have a better word to describe this, but I have to say it like this. Huh? There's no better way to say it, but I think Tavros was pretty cringe in this reading session. He was maybe a little cringe. He was... Maybe pretty cringe. I know cringe culture is dead, but like, buddy. I was so disappointed in him. I know he's like your big favorite now. He is my big favorite and he let me down. And I know like he didn't, like he's 13. He didn't mean to come off as creepy as he did, but he really did. He clearly made Jade's so uncomfortable. Every single thing that he said, he was just like, it, it was just like, hi, it's it's me, Tavros. We were friends in your dream. And she's like, okay. And he's like, by the way, I shot your grandpa. Okay. By the way, I'm really confident. Okay. And by the way, I love you. Yeah. Know that full romance is different, but. this This isn't it. This isn't it, no, buddy. <laughs> no, that's not how you do this. And like in his defense, he did try to change his behavior once Jade expressed her discomfort, but you would think that it would have been obvious already. And also that doesn't excuse him the his professed reason for interfering and getting her grandpa killed was that he wanted to be the one to save her which is by the way a, an upsettingly risca sentiment and it's upsettingly times two because risca talked to him right after that shit i can't you're right it is like a very risca thing to do she wants to be involved in things in very specific ways. She she likes circularity. Mm -mm. This entire conversation blasted me back to when I was like 10 years old and watching Danny Phantom on Nickelodeon. Oh boy. I know that you do this too because we've talked about this, but 
It specifically happens more in Danny Phantom because it's a Butch Hartman show. <sighs> Do you ever watch a TV show and... Like, you have to, like, cover your face for the second-hand embarrassment. Oh, absolutely. That was this conversation. It's just like, I can't deal with it. I, I cannot fathom a human being saying this to another human being, and I know Tavros is a troll. But, like... But still. Oof. Oh, and Jade should not have to deal with this, especially not right now. Congratulations, Jade. You've you faced your first microaggression. Congratulations! God. Like, at least he asked her whether he could control Beck again. And but then but then he but was then like he was like going to ignore ha ha ha. But he was like, what if I did it anyway? Wink. Yeah, <laughs> that was like- I think that was the worst part, honestly. And Jade was like, no, no, buddy, fucking don't. And he was like, oh, I was just trying to make a joke and it didn't land. I'm sorry. You know it wasn't a joke. You know it was not a joke. It wasn't. And then Viska encouraged him to just do it. <laughs> oh my god. Tavros! Here's the thing. Whenever I look back on Homestuck, I, I always remember how evil Vriska is. Uh-huh. I always remind myself, like, hey, you know, Vriska's like that, but remember, Terezi's also kind of like that. And then there's always like, oh, remember Equius and what he acts like. Tavros is here pulling the most fucking human. I I can there's no other word for it. Cringe moments, and I hate saying that because cringe culture is in fact dead. But I feel like we can still call not respecting boundaries and sort of trying to manipulate someone else cringe. Ugh, gaslighting is so cringe. God. Nobody has been gaslit in this conversation, but... I mean, Riska does... Gaslighting is cringe. Yeah. In our defense, the whole gaslight gatekeep girl boss meme happened between our last episode and this episode, so we have to fit as many jokes about that in this one as possible, and then we'll let it lay it to rest. What memes happened in the past year? (laughs) Uh, EBDB? Yeah, EBDB was a very popular one in the the Discord chat. (laughs) Speaking, okay, speaking of EBDB. (laughs) Speaking of EBDB, how is this speaking of EBDB? Please go on, I'm fascinated. (laughs) Speaking of EBDB, I do think that the meteor does need an elevator because Tavros keeps falling down all these fucking stairs. Okay, no, you know what, you know what, you know what, Liz? I doubted that there was any way you were going to link <laughs> EBDB to an actual part of this reading, and you proved me wrong. You proved that you could do that. I will never doubt you again. You're absolutely right. I can right. connect anything to anything. <laughs> but no, you're right. Tavros just walks up to an elevator and is like, take me to EBDB. <laughs> or to Riska so I can stop her with a lance. Even though he had just demonstrated himself to be extremely cringe and needing to rethink some ways he interacts with people, especially Jade, I was pretty impressed with his conversation with Riska. He made an effort to stand up for himself in a way that wasn't maybe as cringe as it was with Jade, and he took the bad things she was doing and saying seriously and was like, I have to do something about this. Which, I guess, good for him. 
I just want to say one good thing about this conversation and one bad thing about this conversation. Which one do you want to hear first? Um, let's go with the bad thing first. Uh, the bad thing is, uh, I fucking hate how Tavros talks about his disability in this one. Yeah, it's oof, oofa doofa. Don't really even know where to start here. Like, I will just put the disclaimer on here that real-life disabled people will often say words or phrases that I personally may not agree with, but if that's how you deal with it, like, fucking yeah, go ahead. But the fact is that, like, Andrew Hussey wrote this, and I have been reading increasing amounts of media about him where, like, now I'm starting not to give him the benefit of the doubt on anything. Andrew Hussey has been cancelled by the hosts of Look How Sane and Linear We Are Being. Andrew Hussey is cancelled! Get Take that, Republicans! Hashtag Andrew Hussey is over party or something. Isn't that a Twitter thing? Isn't that a thing? That's a Twitter cancel culture thing, I think. I'm too old to know about that because I fucking hate Twitter, actually. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> For everybody's educational sake, even if you get prosthetics, you're still disabled. Congratulations. Okay, this is a common issue in the depiction and discussion of disabled people, disabled characters that is in fandom. Like, look at, you know, Bucky Barnes or Toph, the Full Metal Alchemist boy. The Full Metal, yeah, Edward. Edward Elric, I mean, but you could call him the boy. (laughs) The boy, (laughs) you know, the boy. Having prosthetics does not mean someone is no longer disabled. It makes certain day-to-day actions easier, but it, uh, you know, mm, mm -mm. and I know, I know, I know there are some people with disabilities that's like, I don't like the word disabled, and that is a totally, like, fine thing to think as a person, but as a character that is not written by someone with this specific affliction, I am suspicious. It was clear Andrew Hussey knew what the fuck he was doing, because he had Jade be uncomfortable with it. Yeah! Like, try to tell Tavos that he was talking about this in the long way, which is also kind of a bad look. Yeah! Having an... Uh, I would still call Jade disabled. Uh, narcolepsy. But having someone educate a disabled person about their own disability... If someone fucking came up to me and was like... Actually, you know that epilepsy is completely unharmful, or like, they just try to like say some bullshit, I'm like, yeah, fucker, I know! Get off my case! Like, I know more about this than you! Like, I can see where an argument might be made that Tavos has not been given access to the information or language that would allow him to view his uh, disability and himself as a disabled person as uh, neutral or, uh, you know, anything like that. Um, Like, I can see that. But I also can't see Jade having that experience either. She was raised on an island with a grandfather that only loved guns. Right. It, so it doesn't feel like I am not inclined in this case or in mostly any case 
to give Hussey the benefit of the doubt here, especially in the context of the rest of that conversation, which was also terrible. Do you want to know the good thing that I think about this, uh, this conversation? Please. Tavros talking to Jade, their color scheme makes me think of mint chocolatey chip ice cream. That, that was, that was it? Yeah. <laughs> what, do you not like mint chocolatey chip ice cream? <sighs> God, I missed this show. <laughs> Also, just one other thing. I completely agree with Jade on the concept that if you keep saying out loud that you are a confident person, oh, if if you have to say all of the time out loud that you have high self-esteem and you just have to like keep saying it like every five sentences in a conversation, that does genuinely put a weird energy to, like, the other speaker in the conversation. Either have to validate that or, you know, constantly step over it. This is not me being like, hey, don't have high self-esteem and or saying that, like, using word validation doesn't work because, you know, changing your language to make you, like, rewrite your neural pathways. Oh god, I sound like a Scientologist. <laughs> to, like, make yourself feel a different way. Like, that's that's real. But saying it, like, every five seconds is kind of just, like, the other person you're talking to is just like, ah. Wait, no, it's the it, both the spiritual equivalent and the spiritual opposite to people who sort of just drop how much they hate themselves into regular conversation. Even though it's the opposite of that, it's sort of just as uncomfortable and it makes the other person feel like they don't know how to respond. And it also still sort of feels like a cry for help that you can't really respond to in a healthy way. Hey, Elizabeth. Uh-huh. Just on this topic, I just wanted to tell you that, like, I have really good self-esteem. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. I have very high self-esteem. I never look at the mirror in the mirror and think that I have like the ugliest face in the world. Like that doesn't happen to me. I'm super confident. Uh-huh. Totally like a ladies gal. Like ever all of the ladies like fall over on me. I am <laughs> just like the <laughs> sheer confidence that you. radiates from my core bosom is just like <laughs> Oh, it's through the fucking roof. I am swimming in pussy. (laughs) And I have just the highest self-esteem. How do you feel about that? (laughs) God. (laughs) No, see? If Tamaris had been, been that overstated... And also, if he had known Jade better, I think it would have it would have just just seemed funny. See, I don't think it worked for me because I genuinely do have a a good view of myself, <laughs> and uh-huh. I am swimming in pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad my parents don't listen to this. <laughs> oh no, but the four year 
two-year-old I like really listens to this. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, kid, don't listen to this. Oh, I'm gonna have to tell her mom not to let her listen to this one. Before I dig myself deeper into a hole of my own making, let's go off to the middle of the episode. <laughs> yeah, let's. Hello, everybody. This is regular Liz, and not some weird voice that I do that I can't keep up at all because I'm bad at accents that are like five different accents in the same accent. Just wanted to let you all know this week there's no mini game because we just wanted to reiterate some stuff back in the programming notes from a couple weeks ago, and that is. We don't really have a set schedule anymore. It's going to be kind of when we are able to get episodes out, which will be a lot less stressful for the both of us since we are also doing other creative endeavors. But we're still doing the podcast, which is great. Yeah, we we wouldn't want to abandon it completely. Elizabeth still wants to read Homestuck. <laughs> I do. If if we had had to stop, I would have read the entire rest of it on my own. I swear I would. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a little more, you know, loosey goosey. Wow, I sound so old. But uh, we're it's not going to be, you know, the original every other Tuesday, three p.m. on the dot posting schedule. Um, more like we won't take a year hiatus again. No, but like we we have like graphic novels to write, and we have lives to live. All of that good, st- like other content is going to come out at some point from us. So like, if if you're like, oh man, I don't like, there's not enough homestuck content from these two good people then don't worry because in one to two years you'll have like probably a better comic to read honestly yeah no it's gonna be it's gonna be a good comic actually i i just read the 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 script to it again a couple days ago and i was like oh shit like the beginning of this is actually fucking great like it fucking slaps yeah yeah, so, uh, surprise, that, something like that, takes a while, and kind of a lot of work, um, since, you know, we're a small, in- can we call ourselves, like, an indie something? I don't know, we're just some, we're just some people. It technically is indie comics, because, you know, it's, uh, we're not affiliated with anyone except ourselves. Right. But hey, if you like how much literary criticism we do on Homestuck, and you're like, man, I like the way these two gals think. I wish they had some original work. It's coming. I don't know when, but it is. I have to dr- I have to draw it. <laughs> yeah, so that'll, that, that'll just take a bit, because you're just one person. I am just one person, although I'm not the only one writing it, so that at least you know, helps. But yeah, that's, that's good. And if we have other stuff coming out, like there's some other projects I'm thinking of doing, uh, we will also let you know at some point, just because I, I assume you like us as hosts from all of the tangents we go on and you still listen to us, but you know, I'm not going to assume anything about y'all. Kind of where we are on the programming notes. Don't worry. There's not going to be another year hiatus. There may be like a dry month every once in a while, just 
because of like work stuff. It's it's not gonna be a whole year. We are sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Things happened, as we've said. So we're we're back on the horse now. That's the expression, right? Back on getting back on the horse. We are, and Andrew Hussey is extremely obsessed with horse dildos, so that's a good um a good segue. Anyway, let's go back to the episode. Can I say my favorite thing that happened in this reading session? Please do. So my favorite thing that happened in this reading session was when Kanaya was talking to Rose about how she's trained a wizard to stop her. (laughs) And she goes into this whole detailed process about making him a wand and training him in the dark magics. Rose is just like, is it too late for me to throw you at your, to throw myself at your mercy? And Kanaya's like, yes, because he's already on his way to go get you. And me, having not read this for a while, was just like on my seat because I'm like, I can't, I remembered Kanaya was kind of dumb sometimes, but like, this is a whole new level. (laughs) And then it turns out that she's fucking being sarcastic. (laughs) Yeah, she is just. God, it's page 30, 46, and and the following pages. This noble magician of pure light will serve as the counterpoint to your arcane debauchery. It's just Aridin. It's just Aridin. And it's just Aridin. I made him a wand to shut him up. He wouldn't stop harassing me for your secrets. Also, I love how Kanaya types W's. She, she just types it out as D-O-U-B-L-E-Y-O-U-S. It's so cute. She's just trying so hard. Wait, I hope that wasn't too emphatic. Maybe at this point I should clarify this is all a big joke. And Rose is like, "Uh uh-huh. No shit. (laughs) That took me entirely by surprise. I completely believed Kanaya there. Kanaya, like Dave, as we will talk about in a bit, Dave the baby boy, Kanaya is genuinely concerned about Rose here. I I will say, we saw two of my favorite characters in this reading session, and that's Tavros and Kanaya. And Tavros let me down utterly, and Kanaya did not in any way. I love Kanaya more than ever. I will say, we were very harsh on Tavros in the first section of this, but at the very least, like, I think he did take away something from this. Yes. Like, I think he did kind of understand a little bit what was wrong with all that, even if he didn't get it all the way yet. And hopefully he will change the way he acts and be better going forward. He did catch himself at a couple points and apologize to Jade, and I think that that's a step in the right direction. Kanaya, though, needs zero steps. Like, she's already in the right direction She's figured out sarcasm so much that I can't even distinguish it from real speech. <laughs> She's so worried about Jade, and so is Dave, which was my my favorite part of this reading session. Oh, Dave being concerned? Yeah. He cares about her a lot. That's his, that's his ecto-sister. Yeah, exactly. Basically, it was like the Rose saying that she was going to go to i'm trying to remember what exactly her plan was 
the parts with Rose always sort of confuse me. <laughs> I, I don't blame you, though, because her plan is so fucking weird. The plan is to get Dave to make a map that doesn't have any map in it. Uh-huh. She's going to use that map to go to the green, green, green side. And something about the tumor. And Yeah, wait. The, the, uh, oh, right, because it's a bomb. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's a bomb. I love Rose. She's just a, a pretentious little 13-year-old. Which of us have not been like Rose at some point in our 13-year-old lives, you know? I don't ever think I was pretentious as a teenager. I oh, I definitely was. <laughs> I think I was just afraid of everything. I was a very fearful child. That's also fair. No, I was, I was more like Rose, I think. If Rose was Catholic and repressed. If Rose wasn't communing with, like, the old gods or whatever, she would probably be an atheist. But yeah, page 3044. Whoa, fuck, a suicide mission, are you serious? No bullshit, that's not happening. Hey, look, suddenly everything we just talked about was useless because it's time to make a plan that doesn't fucking suck. Just, like, without hesitation, and I love him. And then, like, it's, it's, it's at that moment that Rose is like, don't worry, it's my dream self. And then Dave is immediately like, oh, then she can burn in hell or whatever. Then Kanaya immediately comes in and is like, hey, um, killing your dream self is also kind of like a shitty idea. And here's the thing. I know why killing your dream self is a shitty idea. Oh? Like, there is a very specific reason why. Uh, is that is that beyond the whole then you don't have an extra life thing? It is beyond the whole you don't have an extra life thing. Uh, there's a specific feature of sperm that only opens up to you if you still have a dream self alive. Ooh. Or it, I should say a dream self to sacrifice. Ooh. Well, that's going to be an issue for some of our dearest friends here. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah. Like, that is an issue for me because, like, again, I haven't read Homestuck in a while. I don't know how certain things happen when their dream selves are dead. <laughs> because it contradicts some things. We'll get there when we get there, but, like, I have no idea how it works. Uh, I don't remember how it works. I think it might have to do with the fucking bubbles, but I don't remember. Uh, it's been years. Losing your dream self is actually a pretty big deal for certain features of the game. It's been traumatic for some of the kids. Like, think about Carcat. I mean, his was kind of an extreme example, but him and, well, losing Jade's dream self was more traumatic to John, I think. And, you know, basically just like all of the Prospect kids yeah. for the trolls. Right. It's gonna be a problem later if I remember, but... I look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, sure. I do I do very much think it's very sweet of Dave to to be like, okay, the cool kid persona is over once you have proposed a suicide mission. Yeah, he's straight up like, hey, nope, forget everything I just said. We're gonna come up with a different plan. I'm not gonna let that happen. I know I know you talk about Tavros kind of dropping the ball as far as 12, like, 13-year-old interactions or whatever, but this is, like, a star 13-year-old interaction. Like, if you are 13 and you have the fucking, like, mental capacity to say any of this, like, that is a good 13-year-old. Right. You are now my favorite 13-year-old. I hope no 13-year-olds are listening to this podcast, <laughs> but if you have been that 13-year-old in the past, 
Right. I love your past 13-year-old self. This whole conversation between Rose and Dave is really good, actually, in terms of their characterization. I think it highlights who they are. Rose being someone who plans things and believes that she has all of the right answers, which, you're not gonna like this comparison either. That's also kind of like Vriska. You're Vriska! You're Vriska! (laughs) You're Vriska! I'm Vriska! Are there any other Vriskas here I should know about? (sighs) She has that kind of mentality that she has the most information. And she knows what's best to be done with it. So she's the one who needs to do this stuff. And she can tell everybody else what to do, and she can figure that out. But the difference between the comparison between Tavros and Vriska and Rose and Vriska is, I think, that Vriska has directly influenced Tavros a lot. She has, like, actively traumatized him. She's deliberately manipulated him. Rose is like Vriska because that's who Rose is. She isn't the same, I wouldn't call her the same archetype as Vriska. No, she's just doing a very similar, like, move here. Right. She isn't cruel like Vriska is, and she doesn't revel in what she's doing. She is and always has been someone who believes she has the most information at any one point. And that she has the most intelligence to be able to act on that information. And because of that, it is her responsibility to do so. And not only her responsibility, but it's like something she wants to do. She doesn't necessarily have to, but she's like, well, I know everything. So of course I'm going to do this. It just makes sense very logical, but she's drawn to that information, she's drawn to, you could even say that, power. And so she's the one who's making these plans and planning to sacrifice her dream self. And it's not, I think, a murder complex as much as it is, she just thinks she knows best. Can I tell you my favorite part about the Rose and Kanaya conversation. Yes. Other than the wizard thing. <laughs> Other than the wizard thing, uh-huh. It is that their text colors remind me very much of a little lavender bush. How nice. I that's that's just lovely. You know, that's also similar to the lighting on Kanaya's face and on page thirty forty five. Very purple and slightly greenish. It's a nice, it's just a nice thing. It's a nice thing. But yeah, that, that is a good analysis, I believe. Thank you. I Listen, I haven't analyzed media in so long. Been losing it over here. Ah. You need that, that media analysis fix. Getting it all out of my system. It's been rough over here. It's fine now, we're back. Yes. All good now. And by back, I mean we're here for the first time. (laughs) Right, of course. Because we've never done a podcast before. (laughs) Speaking of gaslighting. (laughs) Oh no! Okay, that was the last joke about that, I promise. 
do take that as a as very seriously as like a psychological manipulation tactic that isn't actually funny. Anyway, that was my disclaimer. <laughs> Just gotta get get the the memes that we we haven't caught up on, and and then it's dead. It's dead forever afterwards. You don't do it anymore. Listen, it just coincided so well with the release of the Mouse Company movie about the about the dog coat lady. Oh god. Man, I'm glad that we have a Homestuck podcast and not a Mouse Company mo- podcast because like Hey, hey Liz, that would be cringe. Oh, and I think that's going to be where we end the episode. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Today we read through pages 3,035 through 3,078. Boy, you can read all of Homestuck on homestuck.com, and you can also find the accessible versions still linked on our Tumblr, lookhowsane.tumblr.com. Also on that Tumblr are all of the transcripts written by Elizabeth. Thank you, Elizabeth. So that if you can't or don't prefer to listen to audio and can read, then that is that is there. We also have a Twitter that we are active again on now, which is at how underscore sane. I actually think this is also a good place to mention that I recently guested on a podcast that's going to be coming out soon. We'll put out a tweet about that also. Yes, I don't know exactly when my episode is coming out, but the podcast is starting, I think, next week. It's called Queer I Am, Lord, Conversations with LGBTQ Catholics about why they've stayed, why they've left, and why there's power in their identities. It's hosted by Jorge Oliveras, that's at Jorge O on Twitter, X-O-R-J-E-O, and you'll be able to find that at heyjorge.com. So I'll let everyone know when (laughs) my episode is going to be coming out and we'll boost that on uh, on our twitter yeah and if you uh if you ever wanted to hear the the catholic background on elizabeth <laughs> yes i talk about being catholic occasionally i mention it occasionally on this podcast as like a meme you know <laughs> as a meme but i haven't really gotten into it so if you're interested in hearing about me talk about what words mean and what it means to me to be a part of the Catholic Church and to be queer, go check that out. I, 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 I do have to I do have to stress you are not proselytizing 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 no. being Catholic, but it is just an experience based thing. Yeah, no. Listen, if I was going to try proselytizing, this would not be the way I do. <laughs> if you were gonna proselytize, you wouldn't you wouldn't tell everyone you were queer first off. <laughs> just no just and step th- one. And, and I wouldn't be saying, wow, I'm a queer Catholic, and that can be really difficult. So it's definitely a I'll say a a nuanced view of all of that. And there's going to be a lot of other interviews on there as well, one for each episode. So yeah, if you're Catholic or if you're interested in the Catholic Church, or if you're queer and just figuring out your relationship with religion, I'd recommend it. Oh, right. Uh, We have music in this podcast, and it's done by a very specific person. 
Um, it's a person who is related tangentially to one of the Elizabeths, and I think it's the Sullivan Elizabeth, because uh, his name is John Michael Sullivan, and he does our music. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, and I don't know if I would say tangentially related. I would say directly. I mean, like, business tangentially, not like- Okay. Blood tangentially, because I, I don't know if you can be tangentially relation, related by blood. I think that is just like an on or an off thing. Yeah, you know, tangentially related by blood is just in-laws, I guess, or something. I think that's cousins. <laughs> yeah, you came up with a better one. <laughs> wow, we're both head empty. <laughs> Please go rate and review us on iTunes if you have a minute. We always... Love it when people do that. I cannot believe you people are still rating and reviewing us. I love you all so much. Yeah, it's really just the best thing. That's always great. I occasionally check that and just get so happy when I see a new review. It's like commenting on fanfiction, except it has an actual has an actual effect on algorithms. Algorithms. Is there another thing I'm supposed to say, or is it just Friska did nothing no, wrong? That's, no, that's no, no. You jumped the gun. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to say. Wait, I'm supposed to say it. Yeah. What are you talking about? I've said it this whole time. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's the real end. Of, that's the real end of the gaslighting jokes. There's no more. God, gonna have to put a goddamn content warning. We were already gonna have to do that because of the 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 fucking mention of a suicide mission anyway. No, that's true. That's true. Um, well, okay. Well, okay. Mel, I have a way to end this. <laughs> Aren't we constantly gaslighting by ending the podcast with saying Briska did nothing wrong? Oh god, no! <laughs>